Do the thing? Do what thing? Do all the things? Do some of the things? Everything. This is 8-Bit, episode 15, Thin Mint Condition, on Tuesday, December 18th, 2012, and now, accidentally looking at bushes. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with our sort of guest, Ryan Rampersett. Welcome to 8-Bit, everybody. This is your favorite video game news and reviews and news show. With... Or if you're like us, it's your only one. Yeah, well, actually, I listen to the Besties and the PC Gamer podcast as well. Um, well, if you're like me, it's your only one. Yeah. So, I'm Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. And we are your hosts, and we have absolutely no guests this time. But that's okay. Except for the ghost. He's not going to say hi. He's a perpetual ghost. <laughs> But it's okay, because he's not actually a ghost this time, because I'm actually in the studio now. Because I'm nope, at home. He's a, ghost. he's a ghost. We used too much duct tape on him for him to not be a ghost. I feel sorry for that mustache and beard and hair. Long hair. I Well, I'm certainly not jealous of the long hair, but I mean, the mustache and the beard, I could... I, yeah, maybe. Well, no, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> jealous. I was just sad for him with the duct tape that was yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. An NVIDIA update. Yay. Ooh, yeah, the new updates. drivers just came out this week. I get so excited when that happens. Oh, that means that Sasha needs to update hers as well. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, I don't know, like 300.70. Didn't you say something about not talking? I said I'm not going to be here unless I'm going to be here. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> and then we start talking about NVIDIA and it's all out the window. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, yeah, we can have guest Ryan Ramperset. Why not? Hey, how's it going? Hey. Sure. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we planned all of this out quite well. Clearly. Entirely. So, why don't we just dive right into headlines here. Sounds good. Alright, so a collector has amassed a set of every single Super Nintendo game that was ever released in North America, so that's 721 games, and he is selling all of them for $25,000, and, uh, you know, the, the cartridges range in, in condition from mint to fair. No idea other than mint condition. Fair is fair like is okay. It, is it thin mint condition? <laughs> Cause I'm in fine condition, let me tell you. Oh damn, you fine girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean all like right. obviously obviously he probably wasn't able to find all of them in mint condition, but I, I believe he like, you know, actually touched up the ones that weren't and, you know, made them as nice as possible. Hmm. Yeah. So it's worth your $25,000 for old games. And by worth, I mean not at all. I'll pass, thanks. Of course not, yeah. I mean, I'm a college student. I don't have that sort of money. Anyway, so although tie-in games and tie-in apps can sometimes be really cool, like with the Mass Effect and the um, and the Assassin's Creed ones, there are some terrible examples of them out there. The official, Pokedo- the official Pokedex app costs $2.00 just to get it originally, and you have to pay another $6 to unlock each region's Pokemon. Which is total bull. I mean, like, there is there are tons of unofficial Pokedex apps with all of them in them, and why would you pay that much money for it? Because Pokemon, oh my god, Pokemons! I like the Pikachus, and the Charmanders, and the Bulbathors, and every one of them. Wow. Go okay. for it, Ryan. Well, uh, Halo 4... <laughs> Season Pass subscribers are not being recognized uh, to receive the Crimson Map Pack for free 
uh, this is a bug, so Microsoft is working on a fix for those subscribers. And that was over a week ago, and I believe that actually since then, they've had other problems where people who weren't supposed to get the Crimson Map Pack got it anyway. Well, isn't that nice? Yeah. No. Thanks, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Microsoft. <laughs> Jagex. You guys remember Jagex? Nope. They made RuneScape. RuneScape. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> our favorite in-browser MMO. Uh, so they are working on Transformers Online as a MOBA. That's, uh, you know, a Dota clone. Um, but it was originally going to come out as a traditional MMORPG. And apparently the thing that convinced them to change it was their new creative director told them, well, Transformers don't really carry gold or bake bread or catch fish or cut down trees. They're more about war and about action. Do you know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like Matt. Uh, it, the person talking or him? Well, just the description again. of a Transformer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't carry gold. He doesn't make bread. <laughs> he doesn't fish. Well, no, he's not about war either, though. He's about science and making science No, he's all fire. about war. I've seen this. He's scene. all about war. <laughs> and tiling. Yeah, okay. And forges. Right. RuneScape MOBA's next. Jagex blocks. I still wouldn't play it. No, of course anyway. not. Anyway. Freelancer gets a Star Wars mod. Yay! It's called Free Worlds, Tides of War, and takes place in the New Republic era. The final version will likely have multiplayer support, too. It sounds like a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I have no idea where you can find Freelancer nowadays, because that's an old game. I have no idea what Freelancer is. It, so. It's it's this um, space simulator, probably the the best one that I've ever played. It actually had a really interesting storyline. I got it illegally from Theo way back in the day. Well, it's not illegal. I like how you proudly admit that. Well, I mean, ever since I realized how wrong it is, you know, I haven't, I haven't, you know, pirated anything. But back in the day when Theo was an influence in my life, he, you know, he he, he gave me a few things illegally, and I was just like, "Yay, games!" So well done. And and watch all those movies that your parents probably didn't care for and whatnot. Borat. Sure. Well, anyway, uh, Morningstar is an original sci-fi shooter being developed for touchscreen devices. It's aiming to change the way people look at touchscreen shooters, and apparently it has because the veteran talent behind it, uh, the former head of Bungie, is uh, you know making it, and um, it's also being made with the Unreal Engine. Hmm, sounds like a game on a touchscreen, which sounds like a bad idea. Well, the idea here is to make it into a good idea. What does it look like? Do they have any pictures? No, they, it's early in development. Apparently, uh, it's not good. I enough. think they're going to have, show us more <laughs> in January, but. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes on. Oh, it looks exactly like um, a game. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is a very British idea. Game developers in the UK are getting tax breaks if their games pass a cultural test, which awards points for having the game set in Britain, having British characters, telling a British story, having in game promotion of British cultural awareness, and having British members of the development team. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess that Assassin's Creed 3 is not going to get a tax break. That should False. totally get a tax break because exactly. it you know, demonstrates how they totally failed. Yeah. It's yeah. all British it's history. history. Yeah, it's history. Not it is, in but, a positive but, way. But, but is, it, is it British culture? It you has know? British characters. Um, it does. And it tells a semi-British story But I don't from think the it's portraying side. them, yeah. Well, I guess so. Actually, actually, Assassin's Creed 3 did do a really good job of, you know, saying, well, you know, the rebels are assholes, too. Right. You know. Wait, which one are they? Which one are they? 
the Patriots. Okay. You know, see, well, see, Rebels, the, Patriots. The Minutemen. It's very, very difficult to tell because so, I've got the Rebels who, who and, were the rebellion? and I've got the Enlightened. It's, it's hard. <laughs> so nothing has changed between now and then? Pretty much. Patriots were assholes then, Patriots are assholes now? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you like to let your spite shine through, don't you? Clearly. Yeah, just for now. <laughs> I'm tired and pissed and have no, no, no filters. Uh, which means I'm also tired enough to not really think of anything too. You don't have any so filters. You must be getting dusty on the inside. Yeah. Well, being able to do nothing will let them clean out soon. That'll be nice. Dishonored's first DLC is out. Dunwall City Trials lets you compete for high scores and low times on global leader- leaderboards. Hmm. Sounds exciting. Steam opens the community market beta where you can buy and sell in-game items. Uh, Team Fortress 2 is the first one of the games to be supported, so I hope you have fun buying and selling things. Along the same lines, Steam has started a Games Guides beta where you can post walkthroughs and whatnot, complete with images and videos that you can attach to them. Hmm. Mother of God. Gearbox has released a bunch of free claptrap ringtones. God help us all. Well, speaking of Borderlands, the next DLC in the Borderlands 2 uh, season pass will be Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt. Yeah, we need to get back into that game, don't we, Ian? Oh, we, I still haven't finished it. I've been waiting for... Well, of course not. I, I've been waiting for you. Well, and I, I do have something to mention about this. So I, I bought my nice graphics card, as you know. Yes, the, the um, one with the box up there? Yeah, that one. So it's an EVGA, uh, EVGA uh, 670. I thought you got a 680. No, I'm poor. Okay. Um... Well, and so I was, you know, like two weeks after they stopped doing the Borderlands inclusion. Right, right. Well, so since two weeks ago, since the start of December, not only are they putting Borderlands 2 in, they're also putting Assassin's Creed 3 in. Wait, they they put Borderlands 2 back in there? Back in, along wow. with Assassin's Creed 3. So for $20 less, I could get the same card with two games, both ranked at $50. I'm so sorry. I don't care, literally, because I don't play games. But I just think you that's, could sell them to somebody else. Though. I know, but I just think it's ridiculous that they do this and then somehow think it's okay for people who just were barely there, and, and so on. But I don't know. And you also can see the only game in this room up there. Right. Well, I mean, I brought some games with me. Well, I'm impressed. So that that counts. I only guess. visible game that I own in this room. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, right. I'm next. Enemy Starfighter is an indie space sim where you get to go through a planning phase before you take control of one of your fighters for ship-to-ship combat. And the alpha version is shown in the trailer uh, after this link. And uh, it, the, the gameplay looks really, really smooth. Um, of course, the graphics are really basic, but that's fine. Um, and last, last, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Five. So I wanted to ask, is that indie space game going through like Kickstarter, or is it just... Not that I saw. It's it's being developed by a guy who used to be at some legitimate developer, you know? So it's it's, it's real indie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sure. Um, and it took him like... It only took him like three months to finish, uh, you know, the amount that was shown in, in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Everybody go watch it. It's Rebel Indie. He used to be part of a big corporation, and now he's doing something else. Yeah. So that he can get ahead of the curve and do it before it's cool. I'm kind of tempted to say, was he at Rockstar, or was that somebody else? Mm. Oh, no, he he worked at... Oh, he worked several places. He worked at Bungie, Pandemic, and Take-Two as a technical designer. So, yeah. Wow. So he's got a bit of a track record. Yeah. 
That reminds me, no. I, need, I need to start running for track. <laughs> Not with me, you don't. <laughs> well, that was a disaster, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't your fault. I know. It was me being fat. Starfield Studios, a startup with a couple of former PopCap developers, has been acquired by Valve and will be opening a San Francisco office. Let me repeat that. A San Francisco office. I still didn't get the emphasis right. Oh, well. Wonder what they're working on. So if they're opening a San Francisco office, does this mean that people in California are going to have to pay taxes on Steam games from now on? Because I believe that's how the law works, is if, if you know, the company that you're buying things from has a physical presence in the state that you're in, then you have to pay taxes on it. Yes. Because I know that people in Washington have to pay taxes on Steam games, because that's where their, you know, headquarters are. Hmm. Well, that explains why Amazon puts all their shipping distribution centers in states no one lives in. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Like the Dakotas? Sure. And Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one lives there. Except they, chickens. They put them. They put them close enough to the big places to get there in two to three days, right. and but not close enough that they have to pay taxes. It's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's all of our headlines for you, people. That actually went a lot quicker than I was expecting. Yeah, well, it's three people, you know, being that it was over a week's worth of news. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of mini topics to talk about. Um, the first one. This one doesn't really apply to you, Ryan. Sorry. I'm okay. With uh, but. Uh, so this is a, a cool little website where you can enter in your your Steam ID and it'll give you some graphs and visualizations about, you know, how much time you spent playing each of your Steam games and the percentage of the games that you own that you have actually played and uh, how much, you know, all of your total games are worth, stuff like that. Um, lots of interesting data, actually. And, oh, and it'll let you look at, you know, your friends' data as well. Um so I don't know. I pulled up uh, mine and and Ian's uh, webs sites things. Um, gosh, my screen is so much tinier than my twenty seven inch at home. Um, but yeah, so if we look at this, Ian, do you have them open? Yeah, I have mine open anyway. You should open mine. Do you want me to well. open up yours as well? Yeah. Okay. So so let's see. I I actually had forgotten about this, but we actually made our Steam accounts on the exact same day. We did? Yeah, the 26th of December, 2009. Huh. Because I, I know that I got the uh, the orange box at that time. I have no idea why you made your Steam account. Because I got the orange box for Christmas as really? well. Really? Oh. <laughs> we are two peas in a pod. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so so um, I own 127 games. You own 128. That's that's pretty darn close. That's amazing. Wow. Um, Wait, how does that work? doesn't make sense oh yeah so you've you've actually played a lot more of your games that you that you own than i have how is that how did how do you manage that man i mean there's, there's a couple of them where i try them out a little bit and then it's just like eh, maybe later yeah and eh, maybe later i've done that with actually quite a few of mine there's 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 a ton that have like 0.2 hours on them um but yeah let's see i you have you have way more total hours than I do too. You you've been you've played what is it uh one thousand one hundred and fourteen, and I've only played eight hundred and seventy seven hours on Steam total. Um, yeah. Let's see, you, the game that you spent the most time in is Elder Scrolls Five, of course, because you actually own that, and then mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins. Oh, but that's kind of that's artificial though, because your dad's played those two on your account, hasn't he? Quite a, um, quite only Dragon Age Origins. He hasn't played Borderlands. Okay, 
Yeah. I've played Borderlands a little bit more than you, but Borderlands is actually the one that I've played the most on my account. Um, Wait, which one do I have number one again? Skyrim. Was it? Oh, Skyrim. Of yeah, course. Dad's never played that. It's only been me. Hmm. Same thing with TF2 for the most part. Yeah. Let's see. At the top, at the top of you, uh, you see those those three little um, kind of buttons. Yep. Yeah. You money, can... friends, and time. Time. Yep. I, I I clicked on the money one and then I shuddered at myself. It's like, did I? Have, I know I haven't. I know that I haven't spent that much on no, games. No, of course not. Because of sales, but Holy still. Holy cow! Mine are more, worth more than yours. That's interesting. Yeah, so I I really? own I own two thousand one hundred and six dollars and eighty three cents worth of games on Steam, and you own two thousand eighty seven dollars more. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder which one I've bought that you haven't. Well, I bought uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown for you, so it's that's 50 true. Bucks. That's true. I do not have that one. But I mean, like, you still own one more total than I do, but yeah. evidently mine are a little bit more expensive. I I. It's too bad that this thing doesn't tell you how much they were worth when you bought them, because obviously Steam won't doesn't make that publicly available. But uh, I I I really want to know how much um, I bought you know these things for in total. Yeah, I'm sure I could go and figure that out through my own account, you know. But that'll that'll take some time. Um, yeah. You know who owns a lot of games? Jesse Loudy. Yeah. He owns a ton of games. And this one doesn't have all the games that I own too, because I own some that are on disc. And um, well, no, I of have, course this is only through Steam. Yeah, yeah, and I have like Origin and other ones. Well, so. how many? Okay, be honest here. How many do you own through Origin? One, two. Uh, looking it up, looking it up. Uh, go away, Origin. I do not want to update you. But I have like <laughs> two or three on Origin, and then two or three on GameFly. I got the Crisis Maximum Edition. And a few other games for like five bucks on GameFly. Nice, nice, very nice. So it's all over the place. And then of course free to play games so like World of Tanks and um uh Planet Side Two and League of Legends and other games like Guild Wars Two, which is an amazing and beautiful one wonderful game, which I suggest everyone get in plays. Especially for the Christmas events that are going on. Especially now that there's, you know, not very many new releases coming out and you actually have some time to play things. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Assuming you have a good enough internet connection. Well, I mean, that's kind of always the assumption. Yeah. So you'll definitely have to come over and we'll sort of just camp out in my room and play Borderlands 2 for a good chunk of the... Holy moly. What? Jesse Loudy has spent 300... How many is that? 357 hours in Dota 2 alone. That's not surprising. That is ridiculous. That that game hasn't even come out yet. In Dota 2? Yeah. I thought it had. No, it's still in beta. Oh. It hasn't officially launched. Well, then I have... Yeah, that's right. I do have beta access. Yeah, everybody does. It's (laughs) not... it, it, It hasn't launched, but, you know, everybody has access to it. It's like Google. You know? I mean, Gmail is still in... It's still in beta. It is? <laughs> no. What? But for years and years and years, you know, it was in beta, but everybody had access to it anyway. Well, it could be like Ingress. Yeah. Shut up. I haven't gotten my invite yet. <laughs> to what? Ingress. Uh, it's it's a um, augmented reality game um, about, like, conspiracy stuff, and you have to go and capture these, these uh, portal things where, like, you know, there's this energy coming in from a different dimension, and it's, yeah. And uh, Ryan has it, and... 
I ha- I I downloaded the app and I haven't gotten my invite from Google yet. And yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. It does, but it's uh, it's only on Android, so go get an Android phone. Mm, no thanks. I don't want to do spend money. it. But money, which it's I do not no for the most object. part have. Obviously, you do because you own over two thousand dollars worth of uh, games on Steam. Obviously, I That's don't. That's insane. Because I don't. <laughs> Wait, wait, is that true? No, that's true. Like, okay, so obviously since it's Steam, he has spent probably like a tenth of that amount on those games. That's an exaggeration. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. But, you know, yeah, I I, I own, what was it, like $2,117? So do you mean like re- retail or, price 2000 like, if you were to buy all of the games... At retail price. Uh, on Steam right now. Oh, really? Yeah, all of the games that I own, even the ones that are on sale right now that I own, if you were to buy all of my games from Steam right now, they would cost you $2,117.87. This is why I don't play games. That's ridiculous. Well, you want... Okay, you know what? I will go and calculate out how much I spent on them, and I'll get back to you on that. Because that's insane. I'm just saying. It is It is over the last three years, too. Still insane. Yeah. Okay, I agreed. That is insane. Wow. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I can't defend myself. I'm, I'm obsessed. $2,000 over three years for games. I spent over $2,000 on my current gaming rig. No, but that's okay, because it's actually something useful. Is it? I yeah. mean... Yeah. yeah. I spent almost as much as you on mine. I mean... That's uh, true. Uh, but here you I am. You spend more than me because. Well, yeah, but I didn't buy the monitor. That's true. That's true. So it's almost the, the same. Right. But but uh, see, I produce podcasts with mine. You play games. I lost my water. Still is productive. Yeah. Okay. Where'd I put my water? Mm, gone. Good luck. This is bizarre. Wait, the current price for Half Life Two Deathmatch is twenty five bucks. That's not. That's a lie. It sounds a lot. Really that's high. a lie. It's got to be five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. What? Never mind. No, it's not on you. No, the water can't float. I don't know where it went. <laughs> it must have rolled away somewhere or something. Anyway. Yeah. According um, to this website, Half-Life 2 Lost Coast is 40 bucks as well. Oh, that's not tr- that that thing is free. That's a that's a demo. Yeah, and episode 1 and episode 2 are both 8 bucks, which makes sense. Portal is about 10 bucks, but still the Dota 2 is apparently 30 bucks. Well, uh, clearly this website is not flawless. But that's okay, because it was just made by this guy. Did, yeah. did Matt take my water? I don't know. Did he open the door? Yeah, he did. Sometime before that? No. Oh, okay. Hmm. This is... this is. I'm really confused. So, um, next next item on the, on the list is a little bit more somber. Quite a bit more somber. Um, mm-hmm. So, as of course we all know, there was the shooting at the school in Newtown, Connecticut um, last Friday. And so they, there has been a call for gamers to um, participate in a 24-hour online shooter ceasefire on December 21st, which is one week after the event. And so, you know, you can think of this kind of as a moment of silence. Um, it's not really, you know, actually... They're not trying to link, you know, online shooters to, you know, violence or anything like that. Um, you know, they're not saying it's the cause of, of the violence, but... They're just saying, you know, let's it's let's do a symbolic, you know, we actually care kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. Um, maybe I, I'm planning on it too. Maybe I'll play something like Portal or or I don't know Limbo or something instead. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll come over here and play Journey. Yes, <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. A lot of people think of the gaming community and they just think, oh my god, it's full of trolls and twelve year old boys and. 
I'm going to teabag your face. And, yeah, people who are full of, like, stuff like that. But in all honesty, I've found that a lot of the people in the gaming community really are good, honest, working people who, when stuff like this happens, we are a really caring community. Well, I'm glad that you're in the right end of the gaming community. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're just going to have a little moment of silence on the show here. Um, so Ian, you've been pretty darn busy with, uh, with your finals and everything. You have, you said you had three left, I think. Yep. Still. Yep. And, uh, of course Ryan doesn't actually play games. So Ryan, you know, doesn't have anything to say. Um, but I actually had some time earlier and I played through, uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations. I got through like the last five hours of that game in, all in one go. And I've also played through Assassin's Creed 3. And I played through the Omega and Leviathan DLCs for Mass Effect 3. So, um, which ones do you, which one should I talk about first? Take your pick. How about Mass Effect 3 DLCs? Alright, that, well that's good because those are fresh in my mind. Um, so the, I only, I only ever buy DLCs that actually add like, you know, story stuff, you know, new maps and stuff like that. Um, it, I don't buy like, you know, the multiplayer packs or anything. So, yeah. Omega was the first one that they came out with um, that added story, and of course that is uh, you are helping Arya to take back Omega from Cerberus, because they took over Cerberus during the course of Mass Effect 3, and uh, it's a lot of, it's, it, it was a good, it was a good story. Um, they, this, uh, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, um, that's the, f- this, it's the first time that we get to see a female, uh, Turian, and she actually, she plays a central role in the, uh, DLC, and, of course, you know, you've got your, your, your traditional, uh, Paragon and Renegade options, and, and, you know, Arya is always, you know, going, ah, I don't care what happens, choose the Renegade option, and, and, uh, uh Nyreen, the, um, the Turian, She's always, you know, oh, save the people and, you know, choose the Paragon option. So, I mean, it was pretty clear cut in that regards. Um, but I guess that's how it is in real life sometimes. Um, God, I I, uh, I have that little bit from gamer poop stuck in my head. I'm Garrus Vicarian and this is my rectum. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, you can't bring any of your... Um, your your crew members with you in this DLC because you know they they force you to have Arya and uh, and Nyreem as your squad mates, um, but that's okay because they're decently powerful. And since I you know have already beaten the game and my Shepherd was a level fifty six when I started the DLC, I had absolutely no trouble beating everybody that I came across. Um, they had a new type of enemy, which uh, they're they're kind of like these big. Think of, think of them as zombies, but of course they're sci-fi zombies, so they look totally different from zombies, but, you know, they, they can turn other people into them. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they, they've they been kind of released on Omega. Nobody knows quite how, but obviously it's Cerberus. Um, Is it like an uber husk? Yeah, they're kind of these big, big kind of... They look... They're, they're a little bit smaller than the... Uh, what are they called? Marauders? You remember the Marauders? Um... 
and they're a little bit smaller than that, and they're a little bit more round, but they're they're kind of shaped similar, and they're all blue, glowy, um, like a uh-huh. husk. But yeah, um, they they try they try to to Just have giggle if you poke it in the belly. <laughs> what? Well, you said they look kind of blue and doughy. So I asked, does it giggle? I said glowy. If you poke it in the belly. Glowy. Oh, glowy, not doughy, glowy. But yeah, so they. Uh, Bioware tried to have like this kind of spooky, you know, map sequence where you know it's it's all dark and oh my gosh, these things are here. Where are they? We can hear them, but we can't see them, you know. And I was just like, bring it on, suckers, you know. I I can handle it. I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, the nightmare from Amnesia pops out, and you're just like, oh! <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I never saw those in Amnesia, so I don't even know what they look like oh. yet. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. since I was in Mass Effect, I would have just shot it. Yeah. Oh, God. I still need to play through that so we can play through the sequel and then squeal like little girls <laughs> together. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We need to play the first one, squeal like little girls, and uh, send it in to... Who is it who makes those? Irrational? No. Whoever makes those, so that they can use our squeals in the game. Um, ah, uh, yes. So it was a it, it was it was a satisfying uh, um, DLC. I, I forget how much it costs. I think it it must have been a five dollar one or something like that, maybe six. Um, Leviathan is a larger one. It uh, it costs a bit more. Um, and in Leviathan, you're kind of going on this this merry chase across the galaxy, trying to find this thing. Uh, that apparently ha- can kill Reapers, um, and it's called the Leviathan, and you know it obviously doesn't want to be found, and so it's trying to stop you from finding it, and the Reapers are trying to stop you from finding it and whatnot. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of kind of puzzle solving, which is not normal for Mass Effect Three. No, no, um, that sounds good though. It was it, it they weren't like over they weren't very complicated puzzles, you know. Um, because I, I, I feel like if they actually had, like, really complicated puzzles in Mass Effect 3, there would be some backlash from that. Um, but, you know, it oh, was gamers. it was the kind of thing where, like, okay, let's narrow down our search by, you know, looking around the lab and seeing what kind of clues we can find. And, oh, okay, so they were looking at these types of planets, so let's, you know, find these types of planets out of the list of planets that we have. And, um eventually narrowing it down to one planet and going there and finding what you needed to find. Um, and actually, the I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but um, the the end of the DLC kind of explains more about the Star Child. Um, so, mm. yeah. So, so, that's good. Oh, I just spoiled the ending of Mass Effect 3 for the people who haven't played it yet. That, uh, whatever. Um, it's been out long enough. It's okay. Yeah. I, and my brothers don't listen to the podcast anyway. So, um, <laughs> I might have to go through and play that again over winter break, the entirety of that series. Yeah. Well, the, um, now that the, uh, the extended cut or whatever, you know, is out and you can play through the, the, the ending again to get a, you know, more explanation out of it. Oh, except that of course, uh, we need to play, uh, some multiplayer together so that we uh-huh. can get the best ending possible. Um, oh, and that was the other thing I was going to talk about multiplayer. So I also, on the same day, uh, went and played a, f- a bit of multiplayer 
by myself. Well, not by myself. Got kicked from the servers. Yeah. So so I I go and I make this uh, this level one uh, character, and you know one one of the one of the options is a human male engineer, and I pick that because you know the engineers have both incinerate and uh, overload as their uh, a couple of their abilities, which are good against armor and shields and barriers. You know, so I would have you know a, an option against any type of enemy really, um, and so. Well, what do you what do you think I named my my level one human engineer? Chad. No, no, Chad's one of my shepherds. Shepherd. I was I thought I was so clever for coming up with this. I named him Sylvester Siler because Sergeant Siler from uh, Stargate, who's always getting beat up and electrocuted, and you know, like nearly dies a lot. He his name is uh, Sylvester Siler. So, yep. And actually, <laughs> and and so so like I'm sitting here in these in these lobbies, going, you know, oh, let's play some Mass Effect, you know, oh, multiplayer, and and there's all these level twenty people. I assume that level twenty is like the max that you can get to, and you know they're all sitting there going, no, kick off the level one, you know. I kept getting kicked from the lobbies. It was really annoying. Um, so I went and, and you know put the 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 difficulty as bronze, which is the lowest one. Just so I could have some people who would accept me and let me play with them. So I was playing with a few like level eights and and like a level twelve, I think. And uh, I kept dying anyway, uh, <laughs> except that they they you know they were good enough to revive me. Um, yeah, but we we yeah, so after actually one round of uh, multiplayer or no after after two rounds of multiplayer where we actually made it all the way to the end, uh, Sylvester Siler is now a level eight. Like that mm. that's how fast you you level up when you successfully survive two full rounds. Wow. So, yeah, they're pretty generous uh with that kind of thing in multiplayer. Um also the, you know, of course it gets your galactic readiness up and one, uh let's see, I think both of our missions happened in the terminus systems. So the terminus systems went up like 18% for me um and the rest of the rest of the areas of the galaxy went up five percent in total so i mean it's 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 quite a bit just for two rounds i think um so i shouldn't have to play too many more to get up to you know a good good amount of uh galactic readiness nope hopefully not i'll make a character on there just name him tank then i think my next character is on when i do do the mass effect replay is going to be tank shepherd shepherd tank shepherd and he'll be full renegade do it. He won't be Chad. He'll just be the complete and total badass. <laughs> That's right. I still need to play through Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three as as Chad. You're not going to get to Mass Effect Three with Chad. I'll, You're going to die in the end of Mass Effect Two. I'll make sure because I know the trick. I know. I know what everything is. You know what makes everybody die. So I'll just do just enough so that I have. Would like you spoil the ending of Mass two Effect or Two or Three. What? You just spoiled the ending of Mass Effect 2. No, I, well, that's been out for even longer, so whatever. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, I can also talk about Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, that game, um, I actually, I was in kind of in the middle of it when uh, Sasha died. And so I got to play in it for, you know, 3D for a little ways. And it looked really good. Um, pretty much just as good as... Uh, as Brotherhood was in 3D, um, so which is you know really useful because 
you know, when you're free running around, you need depth of perception. Um, and graphically, it looks a lot better than Brotherhood. Um, but I felt like it was a little bit shorter, like, actually quite a bit shorter than any of the other um, games in the series so far. Um, because, well, I mean, that might partly be because I kind of, you know, just kind of rushed through it um, after a while. Like, I, I, as I said, I just did the last five hours all in one go, and it was just, like, mission after mission after mission after mission. Um, and... So I I only spent 19 hours in that game total, and for reference, um, you know, the next one up uh, was I think I think it was like 23 hours or something like that, um, and like the other the other two I spent almost 40 hours a piece in. Um, so the story in Assassin's Creed Revelations was a lot shorter, which is odd because with a game like Revelations, you would think that the story would be like their main focus, right? Uh, it, somebody's nodding in approval. So, <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm losing on stuff, so I have my mic muted. Um, and so, I mean, like, there were a few revelations, um, you know, that, uh, that I, that I, you get, you get to learn more about, uh, Altair and Ezio, um, um, especially Altair, really, because, you know, he was kind of a hollow character in the original game. You've played the original game, right, Ian? Some yeah. of it, not Ruff- all of it. Some of it. And, uh, but like, you know, you never really learn anything about kind of his background. Um, you never really learn anything about what happens to him after the game. I'm not going to spoil the ending. Other than he's a dick. Well, I mean. At the beginning anyway. Well, yeah. The, 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 the point of number one was, oh, I'm a dick. I need to learn more about, you know, why the Assassin's Creed is important to us. You know, that was kind of his, his character arc throughout the game, uh, which is not a very complex character arc. Um. The other person, actually, who gets uh, fleshed out a little bit is Desmond, um, which is funny because in in Assassin's Creed Revelations, he's in a coma. So it's just him in the Animus. You never leave the Animus. Um, but there are a few, like, first-person levels where you you go through and you learn more about Desmond's childhood and, uh, you know, what happened to him before he got abducted by Abstergo. Um and there's also this one DLC pack called the Lost Archive, where you get a similar first-person perspective um, s- sequence um, about Subject 16, who you know was was the the person who they put into the Animus before you, and you know he like they put him into it so much that he you know he he kind of lost his mind and then you know eventually apparently got stuck in the Animus because you talked to him a few times in in Revelations, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get to learn his story, um, a little bit more, and that was actually a good DLC pack, because it was, it was, I forget how many hours long it was, but I got to the end and I was just like, holy cow, sucks to be him, (laughs) you know, um. We're gonna have to finish these games now. Ah, so many games to play, so little time. Um, one thing about Assassin's Creed that I'm going to warn you, though, don't do what I did. Don't try to play them all at once because you'll just kind of go get start getting Assassin's Creed fatigue. Um, I think I think that's why I ended up just playing through all of the you know the story missions in in Revelations just to get to the end and you know kind of ignored most of the other side quests. Um, mm. And I I did that a little bit too in Assassin's Creed Three. Actually, I did that quite a bit in Assassin's Creed Three. Um, so like. 
for for Assassin's Creed Three, they promised us you know this giant open world game where you could you know go and do whatever you want you know and so I was envisioning uh, Skyrim with hidden blades, right? <laughs> it's totally not like that at all. There's, in in Assassin's Creed Three, there's only four areas that you get to explore total. Um, and and you know that's Boston, New York, the frontier, and De- and the Davenport Homestead, which is you know kind of your home base. Wait, and, Davenport Homestead is in Iowa? No, not no, not by any means. Um, okay, <laughs> but uh, so like I mean, there's there's all these other activities for you to go out and do in the frontier. You know, you can collect feathers, and you can, you can hunt game, and. And you can do these uh, other side missions for like you know the the frontiersmen and stuff, but like I don't know the the only reason really to go hunting is to get money by you know selling the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And but you know I never needed money. This is Assassin's Creed. I already have my hidden blades. I already have my tomahawk. I already have my pistol. What more do I need, right? You know I can I can <laughs> counter block and kill anybody that I want to in the game already. I don't need more money to go to, you know, get extra things. Um, so I, I, I hardly ever did any hunting. Like I would just kind of every once in a while as I'm running around, Oh, look, a deer, it's right in front of me. Kill it. You know, um, (laughs) what did the money get you? Um, actually, I think, I think I used it. Well, there, there weren't even like significant armor upgrades. Like there were in, uh, in Assassin's Creed two through revelations. Um, like, that wasn't a thing. There, there's no medicine for you to buy because your health regenerates after you, uh, you know, after you leave combat. Um, yeah, it was really bizarre. Um, and, um, and so, so yeah, I, 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 there was also like an economy where, you know, you could, uh, um, upgrade things in the homestead, you know, to get like better, better, quality goods to sell to traders and, you know, and, and send off on caravans to wherever to get more money. And I just like completely ignored that because I didn't need money. Um, I did discover after a while that, oh, look, I can upgrade my ship as well. And that could have been <laughs> useful because I mean, some, some of the, uh, the naval battles were kind of difficult with my crummy little cannons and, and no armor plating on my ship. Um, by the way, the, the naval addition was so, so legit. Like it could have been its own game, <laughs> and I, I actually watch it happen. I hope I hope that somebody goes, oh, dude, that was awesome, and make like a full game out of the out of that concept. Because like in you know, of course, instead of uh, you know con- controlling the ship like from a top down perspective, like you you would probably expect from a from a ship game. Um, no, you you are literally right there behind the wheel. And, you know, you call for half sails if you need to turn more. You call for full sails if you need to go faster. You you strategically turn your ship so that you can get a good broadsides attack on somebody else. Or you turn straight towards them and ram them, you know. Um, and in order to make it not ridiculous, you know, you also have a few swivel cannons that you can directly control um, as well. And, uh, dude, it was just, it was so awesome. Like, I loved it. Even though, even though I wasn't the best at it, and I kept like you know barely completing missions by the skin of my teeth, um, and of course you know part of that was that I had upgraded anything on the ship, um, <laughs> so that you know, um, but I enjoyed it so much that I I found myself like doing those ones before the story missions every opportunity that I could, um, <laughs> uh, so 
Yeah, that was really good. Um, there was also, there was one, like, side mission, um, there was also another side mission kind of part that I, that I really enjoyed, which was, uh, um, collecting trinkets for this, for this funny old, uh, guy who is, uh, uh, this peg leg guy. Um, and he would give, yeah, he would give you these, uh, he, he actually said swag all the time. It was hilarious. (laughs) Kool Aid's best friend, <laughs> and he—I I don't, I don't know if it's that kind of swag, but he—he, um, he, you know, he would give you um, these letters from Captain Kidd um, uh, every every you know however many letter or trinkets you brought him, and uh, and once you had all four, you know, you could go and and find. Um, the different parts of the map to Captain Kid's treasure, and then go and find Captain Kid's treasure. And I mean, yeah. I I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Um, the the uh, the reward for that is this really funny looking outfit. It I I feel like they were trying to evoke you know um, Captain Jack Sparrow kind of, <laughs> but when you put it on Connor, it just looks terrible. <laughs> So I, I put it on once, looked at it, took a screenshot of it, and then, you know, took it Run off. Run away. Exactly. Um, the, uh, the story was kind of odd, I felt, um, because I, I was expecting a lot more um, of, you know, the, the revolution taking place, you know, more. Um, so I was, expe- you know, like, obviously you get to participate in the uh, Boston Tea Party and, you know, Paul Revere's Midnight Ride um, and the Battle of Bunker Hill, sort of. Um, but, like, other than that, your your interactions with the revolution are very, very limited. Um, <clears throat> it was just kind of, like, going on and you're off, like, you know, doing hunting Templars and stuff like that, you know? Um <clears throat> But like so, so I w- I was definitely because ex- I know that I know for a fact that there are lots and lots of battles, and you know from the trailers, you know we saw we saw, you know him like running across battlefields and stuff as everybody's like shooting at each other, and it was just like awesome, and and I was expecting a lot more of that, but that only happens once. Like you only get to run across a battlefield once, um, and I was I was a little disappointed um, at that. Also, like uh, George Washington, he 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 he's only in the game like a total of like five times, I think. And I was expecting him to have a much bigger presence, you know. Like I, from the sense that I had gotten from from what we heard before launch was that, oh yeah, Connor and and you know Washington, they they become friends, you know, and and they have you know lots of interactions and stuff. But no, he was just kind of this guy off there. That everybody had an opinion on. Like some people thought that he was a great man. Some people thought that he was a shitty leader. But you know, other than that, it was just like he never really showed up. Um, I kind of I liked I liked that one French that French commander what was it? Lafayette. He was like he he was pretty funny, and I liked him. And you know, he was he was great. Um, but did he actually win? Yeah, but he can't have been French. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Ha 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 ha. Oh my gosh! There's the buffalo. <laughs> what? Um, that uh, long, long story. Long time ago on, on at the Nexus. Went back when I the first time that I was ever a guest on at the Nexus. Um, buffaloes and beavers, <laughs> or beavers, beavers. Wow, beavers. That was great. That was just came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Once sometimes you you talk about Assassin's Creed 
too long, you know, just like you played Assassin's Creed for too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't a terrible, it wasn't a bad game. I enjoyed the game. Um, it just was like absolutely not what I was expecting it to be. Um, you know what I mean? So my, my, my expectations were way over here and the game was all the way over there. And, you know, it, neither of them were like better than the other necessarily, but they were just kind of different. Um, now I haven't tried out multiplayer at all on any of the Assassin's Creed games. I've, I've heard that it's a really good multiplayer. Um, you know, cause, cause you've got the whole like paranoia, like, oh my gosh, there's somebody after me right now. Um, but I have to go and get the person who I'm after as well. Um, at, you know, that aspect to it. So it's like the Assassin's game at school. Yes. Yes. Never trust the Asians. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there are any of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I have not personally gone and played any, mostly because none of my friends on Steam own the game. Um, but yeah, um, looks like it's a you know should be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm I think the the only DLC that I've heard about that I'm planning on getting for Assassin's Creed Three is the uh, the King George. Um, and the ducky? No, 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 no. Not that King George. And and not the English King George either. We're talking about George Washington becoming a Templar King of America. Oh, yes. And, like, that sounds just so awesome. Um, oh, oh, there's something you need to play. Something we need to watch. It's it's called the Washington Rap. Um, Ryan, get yeah. on the thing. Yeah, tell me which one. Uh, go on the YouTubes. Okay. That one thing. Go on the YouTube. Yeah, I'm getting there. Go on the interwebs. Okay. Search, search, um, um, search the interwebs. Wa- Washington rap. All and and it's that first one. Oh, Ian's not going to be able to hear it through there. That's too bad. You can throw it up on the YouTube thing. Washington, Washington, six foot eight weighs a fucking ton. Opponents beware, opponents beware. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Let me lay it on the line, he had two on the vine. I mean two sets of testicles, so divine. On a horse made of crystal, he patrolled the land. With the mason ring and schnauzer in his perfect hands. Here comes George, in control. Women dug his snuff and his gallant stroll. Eight opponents' brains. And invented cocaine. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. So yeah, that's uh, that's a quality quality video. Everybody should go watch it. Uh, first opportunity they have. <laughs> yeah, I, Ian, did you hear any of it? No, not at all. Of course not. Um, because because Ryan can't just go and play it on the Skype laptop. You know, nope, nope. Oh well. Um, but yeah, you, we'll throw it up on the YouTube app. Nope, nope. So inconsiderate. But yeah, um, that's that sounds like a fun DLC. Mm-hmm. I think. That's all that I have to say about Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it. And then I can't wait to play it. Oh, um, the, it is kind of a buggy game. Like, um, I didn't have many problems with it. Um, but a lot of people, like, obviously I didn't go exploring very much. Um, but a lot of people have found funny things like, you know, like, horses get stuck all the time. And sometimes, uh, people, people will just, like, kind of randomly start walking around on top of things that they shouldn't be walking around on top of and occasionally limbs kind of grow out of proportion when they're when they're trying to climb around and it's just 
Yeah. Um, I, I never really had any significant problems. I did see one horse that got stuck on top of a, uh, a feeding trough. <laughs> it was, it was kind of weird. And it was like, it was like vibrating, you know, <laughs> doing this kind of like, it was rendering in one spot and then it was rendering on, on, on another spot, like, you know, alternating really, 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 yep. really, really fast, really fast. Yep. Oh, oh, that's another thing that I was going to say about the game. It, like, so they t- they told us that the PC version of, of Assassin's Creed 3 was going to have, like, you know, two to four times the uh, the texture quality than the console versions, right? So I was expecting it to look, you know, gorgeous, absolutely beautiful, and it didn't. Like, I, I you know, I kept having these moments when I, like, was accidentally looking at bushes really close up, and I was like, these things are hideous! Like, oh my gosh, it's so pixelated and... How can how can they possibly be running this on my 670 and not have it look beautiful? And ugh. Also, 3D doesn't work very well on it because it's I don't know what they did, but like the shadows are just all like gross and and at different distances than the objects that they're being cast on, and it was ugh. couldn't stand it. So I had to play it in 2D like a normal person. <laughs> what a terrible thing. Oh, the horror. You have to be down to us. Yeah. Well, not quite. I mean, I still have a bigger monitor than yours. Yes. Anyway, shall we wrap up? I think so, because I think, you know, Sam wants to, like, come back here and play their little Eclipse game or whatever. Well, just so you know, they left, so... They just left? Yeah. Okay. They'll come back and play later. Awesome. <laughs> and this will still be here, of course, because nothing gets moved. No, I I probably won't move it, because I don't, I don't really care. So... <laughs> This has been 8-Bit, episode, what are we on? Now? We're on 15. 15. 15. That's a good number. Yeah. That's like two weeks worth of weeks. That didn't make sense. I mean, two, yeah, <laughs> two, two weeks worth of time if plus we one. Were, if we were doing this once every day, we would have been Do you doing know how much this. that would suck? Oh, wait, no, we're on 15, not 14. Well, wow. I know, but it's close enough. <laughs> no, I'm down. Oh, Buck. Hey, I'm on I'm on winter break already. I don't have logic to do math. Is, logic stops. Yep, nope. at that. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet, so. At least I can still understand double negatives. They still make sense to me. Well, when don't they? When I'm on break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, where can we find all of you on the internet? How about uh, that? You can find me, uh, Ian Buck, at on Google+, and also on my blog, ianrbuck.blogspot.com, where hopefully this month I will be posting lots and lots of reviews of video games, um, and maybe some a few movies if I go and see those. Oh, I, sh- I should write a blog post about The Hobbit, because I went and saw that. It's a wonderful movie. It was a good movie. All right, and I'm Ian Decker. You can find me on Google Plus as well, and I am on Steam as DS Bigfoot, and on Guild Wars Two as Bigfoot dot fifty one forty. Oh, and of course, I'm on Steam as well as Wolfrey. Oh, wait, before we go, uh, just one more final shout out thing. We want to thank our public domain music um, from feralbandcamp.com, dot uh, com, the eight bit magic module chip ah, chip tune collection is where we get all of our music from for the show. And it's just a wonderful thing to, for, that they've been able to provide this to us. And, and it's good music, yes? Duh. Oh. Wow, very Russian there. And of course, I'm Ryan Rampersad, your producer and occasional ghost in Producer, show. yeah. I'm just saying, I'm totally the producer here. Uh, you can find me, Ryan Rampersad, just about anywhere, especially on the Twitter, Ryan Amar, and also on my blog, which I occasionally write stuff on, occasionally. Quite a bit, actually. Well, only in the last two weeks, I stopped. <laughs> that didn't make sense. Well, in the last two weeks I did, and four days ago I stopped completely. Ah, okay. Fine. 
Uh, yeah, that was a good show. Yay. Now, are you going to end the show properly this time? This time, because I accused you last time of just leaving your listeners on the cold. What am I supposed? You're to supposed do? to say goodbye and have a good one. Goodbye and have a good one. See you later. There you go.